0: This is Dave Arnold, your host of Cooking You Coming to You live from the heart of Manhattan, the Rockefeller Center. Joined uh, Newstand Studios. Joined as usual with Nastasia Hammer Lopez. How you doing, Stas? I'm Good. You good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got Joe Hazen rocking the panels. Joe, what's up? Hey, how you doing, man? Great to see you. I'm doing all right. We don't have uh, John's not here today. And our West Coast crew, because we're taping at a special time. So if you happen to be listening live on the Patreon, you can call your questions in to 917-410-1507. That's 917-410-1507. And I'm assuming a lot of our listeners are going to have good questions. Maybe they're not here to listen, you know, dial in right now. But uh, we got some good questions for our main, our only guest today, right, Stas. By the way, I feel really bad. I was late. This is like old school me. This is like Roberta's era me coming in late because we changed the time. Joe... You kind of slapped the lateness out of me somewhat. It used to be I would always show up at 1210 for a 12 o'clock show. Yeah. And uh, I was told that that's uh, poor form. Uh, penalty penalty by fine. Wow. Right? Damn. Uh, <laughs> is that, oh, I think that's you pay like, Pay for the, the nanny. That's like, the, oh, yeah, 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 pay for, yeah, pay for the nanny. Pay for the nanny. <laughs> pay for the nanny.com. <laughs> <laughs> <For the> nanny. <laughs> that's my next, uh, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Hey, I'm not going to go into any stories because otherwise we'll go, we'll go forever. But like, yeah, like ch- child care, paying extra for child care is a freaking nightmare. And Nastasia has some great stories, but we're going to either get to them at the very end or next week, next right? Next week, yeah. So that means that you and I aren't going to be able to talk to each other for a week.
1: We're going to see each other tonight.
0: I have to go, whatever. We'll talk about that later. Oh my God. The Rock has a booze apparently.
1: Oh, yes. I don't know what it is. It's the top selling booze, I think, like maybe of all time. Really? It's like three in its first year it was doing triple the sales that... Casamigos did, like, at its height. Wow. wow! I don't work for him. I'm just, you know.
0: Well, that was the, that, those were the uh, dulcet tones. You have a very good radio voice mm. of, I'm going to try not to butcher your name. We talked about it for beforehand. Uh, Jorge <laughs> uh, Gaviria, not Gaviria as I said before, uh, Gaviria, uh, who I met many, many years ago. The folks at Cosme were doing a, uh, um, a demo at the Star Chefs when it was at the uh, over in the Hudson River. Yeah. And uh, they were doing a great... That was the one where they were demoing... I think that's the one where they put a... Uh, a uh, the ojasanta leaf on the inside mm-hmm. of the of the tortilla and flattened it down and cooked it real pretty. Oh, yeah. Great demo. Uh, Nastasia will remember that as the demo where uh, I said, I hope I get stabbed in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I want to stab myself in the back. It was the worst demo ever. <laughs> that was the demo at Star Chefs when... The AV guy was so high that he was laying on his... No, he was hungover. He was laying on his back staring at the ceiling instead of running the panels. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Jorge is the founder of Masienda, and if you guys don't know, it's the only real place to buy good corn, like, anywhere. Is that true, you say? I mean, mean, people sell some American corns, but, like, if you want, like, uh, if you want, like... Do you also do Guatemalan or just Mexican? I
1: can't remember. Just Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of ground to cover Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that you need to branch out, but I'm saying like there are good places to buy like uh, American old American style totally of corn. totally right. we're
1: I'd like the th- we're sort of a we're a one stop shop for masa supplies like right as as high you know as high geek as you need to go or as sort of like introductory we kind of we meet you at whatever level you're at
0: so I mean you, so you have it, the reason you're here is you have a new book out there's been you had a pamphlet for a number of years on on links <clears> n- 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 yeah. oh but, but let's just do this let's just do this
1: can we go back
0: let's go way b- well, yeah. ha- back in time we're back in what we're talking about vast majority of the people listening to this show are down with nixtamalization so yeah. far. They are. But for people who aren't, let's just be completely inclusive and explain, or you explain, give me nixtamalization in a nutshell.
1: Nixtamalization is an alchemy process that imbues corn, not not the sweet kind, but like the field corn hard kind that doesn't really taste very much. It's kind of like inedible. It makes it nutritious, workable, elastic, uh, and um, yeah, it, just, it becomes a superfood. So literally just the process of cooking Corn in water that has a little bit of some kind of alkaline agent, calcium hydroxide, uh, and it renders it into like a workable, you know, form to, to grind into a, a workable dough.
0: Right, right. So, uh, you know, in the, you know, for a long, long time, people in uh, America and even in Mexico, frankly, right, who made tortillas, they were using a product called maseca. Mm-hmm. You want to describe
1: yeah, like Maseka is like the proprietary eponym of, of Masa Arena, right? So, like, band aids are to bandages, Jello is to, I don't know, like, red gelatin snack. Hey. Uh, you know, Maseka is the most uh, well known brand of Masa Arena, which is the dehydrated version of Masa. You know, Masa is the finished product of corn that's been nixtamalized, ground, um, and then it's, it's dehydrated. In Maseka's case, it's dehydrated at a really, really high temperature. So, it kind of just denatures the product. It's pretty flat flavor. Um, it's kind of like the Checo pasta, you know, like, oh, you know what I mean? Oh, Stas. Love. <coughs> All right. L- love? <laughs> he, he, okay, let's go back. In the book, book you liken it to Bisquick, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like Betty Crocker. It's the best.
0: Well, actually, it has a lot of, uh, has a lot of same problems. So, like, uh, Masaharina, you know, whatever. I always call it by the brand name, whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though I actually don't buy Maseca brand. I don't think it's not the what they carry in my store. Yeah. I have it in the house. I always have it in the house because it's, it's simple. It's yeah. It's, you know, unlike making a biscuit or pancake where it's literally an extra 13 seconds Mm -hmm. to add the other stuff to Mm -hmm. it right you know in the case of making uh, real masa you you know nixtamalizing you're talking about like 10 12 hours sometimes
1: yeah yeah it's there's a reason why this this product was created. it, it disrupted the this sort of traditional like incredibly labor intensive process
0: right so let's go let's like our our people are very kind of like science minded people so I let's let, yeah let's let's get into it so corn as opposed to wheat right so you take wheat, you stick wheat in your mouth you you, you grind it up in your mouth, you can break it. It's mm-hmm. hard. I wouldn't want to m- m- mill wheat all day, but especially mm-hmm. a lot of the older wheats are soft, yeah. right? And there are a lot of floury corns, but corn is still rather difficult to grind, yeah. right, on its own. Uh, also, corn doesn't have gluten in it, mm-hmm. right? And there were no staples in, um, in the Mexico, Guatemala, or anywhere, you know, in, in this, these two continents. There was mm-hmm. no uh, staple that had uh, gluten, right? Yeah. They also didn't have barley, right? Uh, they had corn and uh they the grinding technology uh they never really were using this is interesting when do you think when did the rotary grinders come in for things like agave Was mm. that later
1: or was that early i mean i'm not sure exactly the rotary grinders i mean i know that the whole nature of grinding as it relates to nixtamal was around the turn of the century 20th century so like early 1900s the advent of electricity and it really was quite a quite a phenomenon
0: right but the animal powered like giant stone yeah. rotary uh mills for like uh Agave. Anyway, I don't think it's as ancient as like the no. matate
1: mano. So matate I want to mono say is like four hundred years old as a tradition. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: like I, I, I didn't bother looking it up, and I'm, that's not <laughs> the kind of thing that I study too much. But nixonization, you go back thousands of years, and you have pictures, uh, you know, sculptures of you know women on their knees on the ground, leaning over the the matate, which mm-hmm. is the grinding block, and with the mono, which is you know hand, right? Yeah. Boom, 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 grinding. Incredibly difficult work. Oh my gosh incredibly difficult would be impossible to do dry
1: yeah not pleasant you could but why
0: right well in other words but like all of these amazing things that we love chocolate mole right uh masa Mm -hmm. right are all built around this idea of taking something paste like and over and over and over, grinding it until it's very fine right. texture. Right. So you can't do that unless you do this process nixtamalization.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Right. So I mean, do you want to go into kind of the nitty the, like nitty gritty what you do? You take, you take raw corn and you take an alkali. You want to describe the alkali that you use?
1: Like yeah, it? I mean, calcium hydroxide is the most readily available. It's derived from calcium oxide. Um, this is going to nail the science right now. Just wait. Uh, calcium oxide, which then comes from uh, limestone. It's calcified limestone. So you could use that, you could use ash. Um, I know that did you ever experiment with ash?
0: Yeah, we talked about it maybe ten years like right when you yeah. were starting, and i started I had a house in Connecticut at the time, and I started saving uh I started saving my ashes mm-hmm. in a bucket and then uh but i never i never i never tasted right, to me? Mm. Did you ever get a good result? You said that yeah. people were getting really, really good results. I don't know whether I was using the wrong wood or I was just being impatient. I don't know. I never boiled it, and maybe that's what you need to do. You
1: definitely need to boil it. Yeah, it's, it has like a nice campfire quality to it. Really? You know? Yeah, it was it's lovely. I-, I I'd Do it again. Give it uh, a shot.
0: I'll try. All the, I mean, I don't have a source of wood ashes anymore. I've got to get someone to send some to me, but the, you know, I mean, I do know, from you know, from later research that, you know, up these parts, when people were taking corn mm-hmm. and making, like, whole soup and stuff like that, yeah. it, was all, it was all ashes, and I'm assuming that, because the thing I always wondered, maybe you've done some research, is, is that a cow, which is what, you know, I think is universally used. Yeah. Cow
1: Cal uh, is calcium hydroxide. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, right. But, like, to make it from shells, you need to heat it to an like astronomical temperature. I yeah. tried. I couldn't, yeah. I wasn't able to do it in my house even with a blowtorch, right? Because yeah. I yeah. need like a kiln situation. But I, th- I gathered, I think from reading your book, I don't think it was something else, that there, there are natural deposits of it in Mexico. Is that true? Like, yeah. I
1: yeah. mean, definitely. I mean, all sorts of shells were used in mussel shells, you know, all throughout and all throughout North America as well. I mean, this isn't just limited to Mexico. Mesoamerica covered, you know, modern day Central America and, you know, parts of North America. I think what's interesting is the, uh, you know, uh, even, what's it called? tequesquite? I don't know if you've ever used that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I've
0: tried. I, I, I never had someone next to me who was like, this is what you're doing. Yeah, no, you know no. what I mean? So like, hopefully I bought book, some.
1: Hopefully the book yeah, will yeah, get yeah, you there. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I, ha- I, I bought it, and then I was like, Ugh.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, more, it's used more now as sort of like a flavoring agent, but you can actually nix the corn with it. But I, I actually remember you had the only deep dive I could find on the internet, which is saying something. Uh, I mean, this is great. It was like ten years ago, but like yeah, more. You more, did it. Yeah. You did a deep dive on nixtamalization, where I think you did rye, uh, yeah. among other things. And I and I want to say you put calcium hydroxide in your mouth to taste it and burn
0: lie your lie by mistake. I I ate. So when we were packing up the French Culinary Institute, so the, like so my I think the nixtamal post was right after Nastasia came on board Stas?
1: uh no, it was a couple months
0: after I came over I mean, that's, compared to our relationship now that's right after okay. H- happy thirteen years yeah thanks Christ. he
1: never acknowledged it
0: yeah, 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 <laughs> please why, why would I acknowledge so much pain uh, for both of us, not for me for both of us uh so the reason I think that nastasia uh enjoyed uh working is because I was a a cavalcade of idiocy, so I bought a uh what what, what would you call that like a What's something that isn't meant to do anything? Like a fake, like a tchotchke. What is that? Tchotchke. Tchotchke. Remember I bought, I went to like a, a souvenir shop in, uh, on 116th Street in like Lex, and I bought like a matate, yeah. like a show matate. Mm. Now, Like I, a fugazi? Yeah, 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 exactly. There you go. And it was like, it was like uh, I'm holding my hands up, it was like a foot and something long. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was real rough, like mocojete rough, yeah. right? And I was like, what the... And so I got it back to the French Culinary Institute Remember this, Stas? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this doesn't work, this sucks And then so then I started grinding it with a grinder To kind of like try to like imitate that I've been using it for 30 years Yeah. And then it's, I still couldn't get it to work And then, Stas, you remember you duct taped it to my back? Yeah What else did I take home that day? I t- I, you duct taped like 100 pounds of shit stuff to my back <laughs> And then, he refuses
1: to take taxis. Oh, what am I okay. made of money? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we, I mean don't, we don't know each other that well.
0: Yeah, but. I never, I never got it to work. And then I bought a Corona. My God, do they suck!
1: Mm. Mm. And in fact, right. not the beer. Just
0: no, yeah, the beer's fine. I yeah. mean, it's okay. great. If you know, if you if you you know want to drink seltzer, but instead you want beer, Corona is uh, you know. Wow. It's the seltzer of the South. you wow. know?
1: You don't you disagree? I mean, it's uh there's nostalgia there for me. That was the first beer I tasted at the age of two. You know, like you gotta you gotta hey, there's a place for it.
0: Yeah, I guess. But then you you know, you move up to the especial, right? You get the yeah, model. Yeah. yeah They're yeah. all owned by InBev. it doesn't yeah, matter.
1: It's all this. I was I was gonna say, it's all it's all the same. All the same people. Anyway,
0: so it's always been kind of grinding that was the problem, but I was really struck uh you know, because unlike, you know, you know, we were just testing out, because the, there was nobody. There was only mm-hmm. Tortilla Nixtamal in, in New York City that was, at that time, who was making their, doing nixtamalization. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just, I didn't understand why there wasn't good, why there weren't good tortillas here. Same. Same. I just didn't get it, but you actually did something about
1: it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, so I read your article at that time. I remember connecting. I dropped off, like, six bags of corn. Oh, they're Booker great. I nixtamol-
0: Yeah, we nixtamalized yeah. them. But then the problem is, is that, like, it, it, it still is. I bought the uh, Nyx-Tomatic, which I know you're not a huge fan of, because you know the you know the folks over at Rancho Gordo. That's the one. Whatever that they it takes. Had. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Uh, but I think in in your book. You you give the actual reasonable solution. By the way, if I I hope somebody is listening to this that has money because if you have money, right? <laughs> just you you ha, you're bringing in a good grinder now. Real yeah. Work.
1: We 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 actually uh, we were inspired. I was telling this to Nastasia earlier. We we saw the Searsall, and I was like, my God, if they can make a all and not kill anyone, you know, we can we can make a a really really heavy duty uh, grinder and do the same thing that's tabletop. So yeah, we made it. It's called Molinito, yeah. um, and it, it's it's kind of a revolution. The stones look pretty sick. They're real, yeah. They're they're hand etched in Puebla. They're uh, from a quarry there, and uh, it's it's legit. I mean, it's basically what used to be ten grand, you know, and like require three phase electricity. Like, you could not start any kind of next-to-mall operation without a pretty significant, you know, investment. And it's not to say it's cheap, right? But like. We we make it work. But even,
0: know. like, like I know people, I think, wasn't it Stupak that brought in, like, a grinder? He still paid a lot of money, but it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> yeah. made for the U.S. market, and so, like, you yeah. have to, like, you know, jury-rig it and all this other. Yeah, like, you
1: don't, I mean, yeah, we had the same issue. It's like we had, at that time, it was 2014, we had right around the corner from there, Rosie's was opening up, uh, who else? I mean, there was, like, a, it was just a moment, 2014, there's so many places that were opening up and trying to do next of all, and now we had this source of corn, right, that they could all tap into and uh, I'll never forget, like opening day, all of their all of their grinders went down. Like they just, they didn't, they weren't built to last, you know? So we spent a lot of time trying to figure that out because nobody could buy the corn we were offering if they didn't have the way to grind it. So, right, yeah.
0: right. Well, that, I and mean, that's, so how big are the stones on yours?
1: They're five inch stones. It's it's a countertop. I mean, it's the right. size of this little, you know, this this interview table. It's about like, it's like the size of a small microwave. And I mean small microwave. It's like a, about 80 pounds though, because the stones and yeah, the yeah, motor.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? So... I mean, the, the issue with the, I mean, the, the, the Nyx-tomatic, the issue with the Nickstomatic is that the, the stones, they're not stones, they're steel plates. Yeah. They're not as good. I think you can get a stone. I've never actually Mm-mm. seen it, but I've heard you can get a stone after, I've never seen I, it. I haven't seen it. And the motor is troublesome. The motor will, I burnt it out. it somehow came back to life once. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got it to come back to life, but grinding, e- okay, so, okay, so, you got to mentally separate people between like a single pass grinding situation, which Moss is either single or double, but it's not continuous, mm-hmm. right? The way you're grinding it by machine, whereas traditionally it was attrition grinding over time. So like the the woman would, would grind and pull back and mm-hmm. the same thing again and again. Mm-hmm. She, she got multiple cracks at it, mm-hmm. right? And it's backbreaking labor. Yeah. But in a single pass or double pass situation, you have to put a lot of power into it. Like, oh
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, it
0: sees a real motor, oh, not yeah. like a garbage can motor. No. You need like a real motor, and that's I think where probably a lot of the money is. Right? Is it? Is the probably. motor and the yeah. stone? I mean, yeah. to, to make it.
1: Yeah. I mean, and stainless steel ain't cheap. You know, inflation. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Oh my god.
1: <sighs> so. You know.
0: So how many pounds a, an hour? How do you rate it?
1: It's about sixty pounds of masa an hour, which That's is a lot. Which is, I mean, like for all things good, we had a party there last night. Thanks for coming, Dave. Great to see you. I uh, was, I
0: was, I was working another
1: party. Y- you know, I was working. I, I, he never goes to any parties. I, so I was working I unless they're
0: like it. by his bar. I was literally work. I wasn't going to a party. I was working it. I was behind the bar.
1: You know what? sons of bitches thank you joe uh yeah but uh we uh w- i mean it was um what were we even talking about uh, just that you didn't come to the party uh what, uh, what other what uh, other thing happened we were
0: talking about how much power oh, six <laughs> one, much, 50, 50 pounds an hour so yeah
1: uh, it's about 60 so for all things good you know that was one of the we did a class in 2019 just before the pandemic matt diaz came over his partner carlos uh they they hadn't quite uh launched the restaurant yet and like It helped launch their restaurant. Now they've got another restaurant in Williamsburg. uh, And it's like this has been a recurring story across the country and the world. Like everybody is now opening up a restaurant and diving deeper into it because it's such an accessible... Of equipment.
0: Yeah. Well, and the, okay. So I, I know this is going to sound ridiculous to people who are at home, but for eighteen hundred dollars, if you're building a program around masa, buy three. Yeah. Use two. Yeah. Buy three. Yeah. Have the spare, and then I'm sure you'll fix it if, if there's ever a problem. And then they get of it course. fixed. And that's how that's how you do a program. But that's the whole thing with the centrifuge too. <laughs> you make it cheap enough so the restaurant can buy. Three, mm-hmm. use two. Right. It's like no one you know, no one's like, Well, I guess we're gonna shut the Vitapeps. broke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like exactly. You know, and uh the thing that people don't get is it, you know, when you're selling something hits niche, it costs a lot more, but it it looks beefy as as all hell. It's that a little a... it's a lot for a home
1: to have. You know, I was surprised. Like there are a lot of home cooks who've been buying it, you know, and it look it, just to go back, if you are a home cook, I actually I've been corrected. I I put out there, and of course the the tribe responded and was really ap- really quite upset about it. You can get a puff, a tortilla puff, from a hand grinder with one pass. In a Corona. In a Corona, or a Victoria. Yeah. You can do it.
0: Uh, yeah, I, all the same molds, right? They're all the same molds. Yeah, They're yeah. all out of
1: Colombia, strangely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe like by way, yeah, by way of Colombia from China, probably. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Pass through Colombia. Yeah, yeah, just like
1: the chilies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, you did you. <laughs> Okay, listen. I ha- we had a group. Uh, so we had a we had a uh, an intern who ended up going to work at uh, French Laundry and then opened his own place in um, where is he? Is in Taiwan or Hong Kong? I can't remember. And uh, we had a Corona hand grinder at my house, and we had all the interns from the SCI come over, and we were doing masa for like what was that? Like thirty people? Yeah, yeah. And hand right and interns interns, and he was the only guy. He just stood there going at it like. How many hours? Did it, how many hours was he grinding that that Corona? If you want to make one tortilla, I'm sure you can get the Corona to work. Yeah. If you break it in forever, <laughs> that's another thing. I'm sure your thing comes ready to grind out of the box, right? You betcha. Yeah. I mean that's the thing, like even the Knick-tomatic, it takes a lot of wear down to get the, the things to work properly.
1: Yeah. I mean I didn't think we I'm really happy we're plugging Molinita today. This was totally unexpected. Thank you. Well it's the it's
0: the problem in yeah. So the, the other solution that you uh, pose in your book to, to grinding and I guess uh, we should out you,
1: today. What? Out today. Oh, oh, out today. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Happy Paper. Yeah, and what month yeah. is it? It's September 13th. It's Hispanic Heritage Month, which is why we're here. Thanks. That's right. You couldn't come to the party, but you did want to make sure we celebrated Hispanic Heritage Month in the right way. You came correct. You I did. did,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was really thinking about that a lot. No, I just I saw you were coming out with the book and I was like, holy yeah. crap, we haven't talked in a long time, and obviously it's a, it's a subject I love. Let me back up one second. So When you nixtamalize, right, they need it to grind, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're steeping it, what the alkali is doing is softening the outside of the the corn because it's Mm -hmm. hard, right? Yeah. And also turning it into this amazing goo. Yeah. That takes the place of gluten. Right. That along with the fact that you're partially uh, cooking some of the uh, starch, Mm -hmm. and so that also holds water. So that's why masa, when you grind it, is— you know, stiff, but it has a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And if you grind it fine enough, that's why it can puff. You need to, right. you need to, need to hold enough water, but still be stiff enough. Right. That it, it does the puff. Now you make a, a bunch of interesting, uh, Kind of things that you have, like a, a table tortilla mm-hmm. versus a, like a frying tortilla versus all these different things. It basically, it comes down to texture. You want to talk about those and like grind styles, how it yeah. might be easier to make one as opposed to the other?
1: Totally. And for anyone who's listening, I do think that, like, the meat of this book, you're going to want to do the Colonel Tomasa process. It's like a lot of people have been talking about this book sort of reminds them of Tartine Bakery and that, like, 40-page country loaf approach. Like, we go deep. On that um here but you so have to though you have to otherwise like you just don't know the variables that you're playing with here right. um but yeah there's two and this is sort of more of a, a, a product of like modern day you know industrialization of food we work with you know at the very sort of beginning of the supply chain farmers families who have been doing this in open air beautiful you know comal fueled kitchens for a long time um, and then we also work with tortillerias around the country and in fact uh, El Milagro, which is one of the biggest in the country that really kind of still does things this traditional way at a huge scale. Um, billions of tortillas made, you know, the old-fashioned way a year. They were, you know, the first time I went over there to, to ask them if they'd make a tortilla for us for this Whole Foods thing we were doing, he's like, yeah, what kind of tortilla you want? They had like 180 recipes for tortillas. I was like, for a corn tortilla, like what could be so different? And he kind of just broke it down along to kind of a very, very basic like binary system. You have a table tortilla, which is the kind that puffs. Usually, Uh, it's soft. It's like, as the name implies, it's meant to kind of be shared around the table. You make a taco out of it. Um, if you're Mexican, you will not start a meal until that's on the table. It's like, it's like utensils, you know? And then you've got a fried tortilla, uh, you know, which is really, it's, it's low moisture, um, so that it can, it can just fry and crisp up really nicely. Um, and it kind of a more coarse texture, which sort of helps with that moisture issue. Um, so that it has like just a nice snap to it. And I think that that was basically just trying to replicate, at the end of the day, a stale tortilla, right? Like, a stale tortilla is just, like, loses a little bit of moisture. It's kind of—it's cracking a little bit. Um, Those are
0: easier to grind for people, though. What's that? Like, the the coarser ones, the frying ones. Yeah. Easier easier as your first thing to try to make. Although, but it's not as worth it because once you fry it, it's not
1: not the godsend thing. My first tortilla was— garbage you know but like there was some magic in having gone through that whole process and realizing this is it like you're close you know yeah. like you can see that the flavor at least had developed you know right. maybe not a, so much the texture
0: right that's a good way to put it because as soon as you start boiling it in the, and you pick it up out of the soaking solution you're like oh
1: it's wild oh. yeah it's magic it literally is alchemy you know yeah. so i think not not literally it's it's, well, it's not, not turning to gold yeah but, but actually it does yeah. it kind of yeah. starts glowing it's like got yeah. a whole new color to it but yeah. Okay, so
0: uh, I'll just say this: Don't let the c- equipment uh, hold you back. in the In the book, you give very good instructions, and you're also like, you're like, listen, just get to it how you can get to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, the food processor, obviously, the problem with it is, is the grind's too wet. And so, you're like, listen, just add a little masa harina to it to get the texture back where it needs to be.
1: Yeah, you could do the oven, but like, just just cut it with some good masa harina. You know, if you're gonna do it. Buy some masa in the maserina, which we also offer, by the there way. There you
0: go. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. So, like, so you offer that. You also, you, you I see you have a collaboration with uh, Hayden Flour Mills. Yeah, we did, we did White.
1: a 50-50, you know. Just, How's it
0: taste? I haven't tried that yet. I think
1: it tastes great. Some people are confused by it. You know, I was talking to Rick Bayless. He's like, I, I, I appreciate it. I just, I, I want one or the other, you Do know? you put
0: lard in it, too?
1: Uh, I put a little bit of coconut, uh, a little coconut, if like coconut oil, depending mm. on what I've got. Um, mm. Asiento, I can use sometimes, too. But, yeah, some kind of fat. Your call.
0: Right. It's great. <laughs> it's delicious. As much fat as I would put into a flour tortilla cuz that's a great wheat for straight flour tortillas.
1: It's great. It like it really is a perfect mashup of like two of, you know, the yeah. world's greatest grains, you right. know?
0: When I wrote the, that original like years ago that Mall, I got a smackdown from a bunch of people from that area all the way up mm. to like, you know, the old uh, you know how like you know how like old Mexican culture goes all the way to like Colorado basically, yeah. southern Colorado. Mm-hmm. So one of my good friends is from that culture <laughs> and he's like you said like he's like flour tortillas aren't tortillas. He's like they're good. My family's been making them for yeah. hundreds of years. Oh yeah, suck it. And I was like, oh, sorry, man. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like the flour tortillas we get in the supermarket are not good. You know, compared uh... to. Compared to like The he, one that his grandma made. Of course Of course yeah
1: But like you know I think what I go into this book It's like you understand Once you understand the history Like there's a There's a place for this stuff Convenience Has helped us all You know Navigate having kids You know Make more time Like we, yeah. we just went a little Too far in that direction So it's just good To kind of reconnect with Like the true essence Of what these foods are right. You know Which is Which is tradition
0: And I think Corn tortillas, the ones that we typically eat, are more more even debased than the flour tortillas are.
1: I, I, yeah, they, mm, they're both pretty. They both pretty. They're both pretty, uh, they're yeah. Both pretty bad. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh. So when you make masa, how long do you think you can keep it before you have to make a tortilla with it and have it be good? Because Stas, you used to buy mm. the, you used to buy the masa, right? When, when you were a kid growing up, you could buy the masa. Yes. Yeah. yes.
1: It depends. I mean, like a lot of folks will put, you know, additional cal in it, which acts as a natural preservative. It's a basic agent. So, you know, Mexico City, for example, what I notice about the masa there is that there's a lot more calcium hydroxide. It usually has a little bit more of that yellow tint as a result. And it's, and it tastes more like cal, but it does kind of extend that shelf life. You know, if maybe if it's just like masa unrefrigerated, maybe for like 12 hours, Mm -hmm. but if not, it's, it's high moisture, right? So maybe 75% moisture and it's going to, it's going to ferment really quickly. So you got to put it in a refrigerator, but like any starch, it starts to degrade, you know? So it really is something you want to enjoy as soon as possible, especially if you're going through all that effort, you know? Right?
0: Yeah. Have you noticed that, uh, like as people start doing their own stuff, they tend to over it just to prove that they've caled it?
1: Yeah. Let's just, let's get this out of the way. One percent. Calcium hydroxide to corn is is a foolproof way. It's going to give you the, the flavor of the corn that you want. It's going to really, really kind of accentuate it in all the right ways. It's going to be the perfect balance so that it's not going too overboard, tasting too much like calcium hydroxide which can taste like bile you know when it's overdone it's unpleasant it's really not not tasty
0: what do you think about the idea and you mentioned a little bit about starting with blue varieties just so you get a feeling for the ph because you can get Mm -hmm. used as a color test do you like that kind of
1: i think it's super cool i mean i do a. there's a page in the book where i kind of show you like if you go too much in either direction uh in either the acidic or the basic range like you just get the totally different color like it's a huge lever for color so you got to be careful to really kind of treat that nicely but yeah, you start to actually also realize that a lot of these colors that you see on the on the store shelves that are not refrigerated, that are just sort of sitting there uh, for months at a time, like those are all manipulated with like acids, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like bleach basically. Which is
0: yeah, look if you've ever done it yourself, it's like you, it's kind of crazy and addictive, and it makes you sad when you look at a store blanket yeah. to you. But uh, so. You, you so you put the corn with the with the cal, You you bring it up to the boil. And now when am, when am I pulling it out? What do you like to look for for when it's done?
1: Like a nice al dente quality to it, and like a Italian al dente sense, not American sense, you know.
0: Right. Well, you don't want it all the way. So there's still some starchy stuff in the center, right? Yeah, because
1: it's gonna it's gonna create kind of like this mortar. You know, like right. cow actually is used as a mortar uh, agent, right? Like it's used in cements and things like that, and it kind of has that same property when it comes to niximalization. It's a binding agent. Um, it through a process called cross linking, which again. Those forty pages, you'll go, you'll go deep into, I'm sure.
0: Well, so when you're picking it up, so because here's the thing, I think that's easy to to mess up because uh, I do think it makes some people have always like, well, can I pressure cook it? I'm like, no, it doesn't really. No, Uh, I've
1: never tried. Honestly, I wasn't able to get a
0: good. I love pressure cookers, but yeah. I, I wasn't able to get a decent repeatable result, but because you it's you don't really want to just take it to where it is and then pull it right away, which mm-hmm. is kind of the way pressure cooker stuff works. You want to cook it for not that long. I forget what, what I usually would do, but then you have to let it ride you have yeah. to let it sit out so the trick is right how do you figure out when to stop it so that the carryover on the soak is the right amount like what's your what's
1: your yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I go to the point where it's like, it still has a little bit of granularity in the in the center. And actually, right. I took some photos of like the actual perfect Goldilocks state. You have some beautiful
0: cross sections of corn in this, book, by the way. It's like, blah, 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 blah. I know, it's
1: not fit for, yeah, for yeah. the show right now. We can't go into it. was like, uh, chin, chin, I heard this is a family chin, chin, chin. show.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, was, I saw that corn, I was like,
1: ooh, yeah. corn. And the photographers were like, why are we doing this shot? I was like, just my people need to see this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: like, I mean, people, you got to buy it just for the corn cross sections. You know what
1: I mean? In the different states, yeah. You, you should have made it so that it folds out. Oh, I, a publisher, uh, publisher, watch ne- the, the on next,
0: the next go around. I mean, like you know, Stas, Have you looked at this yet? No. I was like, I was
1: like oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. Oh. All right. So, can you the, the, for anyone who's going to end up buying this book, please buy it wherever books are sold. Yeah, you know, yeah. buy
0: the Kitchen Arts and Letters.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was going to say I, I stopped by, and Matt is just the loveliest. He yeah, is. Uh, he's a he's, guy. he's been. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think what's interesting—if anybody can find some of the, the errors, you know, this happens in any cookbook. Please yeah. let me know. And we'll, we'll give you a molineto.
0: Don't do that. I
1: don't know. Don't I, do that. I, no, take it back let, right now. Let me know. Take it back let right now. No,
0: because they're going to find some little thing you misplaced a comma. We should. Oh
1: no, no 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 like syntax, no punctuation, just like true fact error. Let me know.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, listen. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: He doesn't guarantee that it's going to be new. It's going to be one he scraped off the shop floor. It'll be
1: the prototype, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so, and then, uh, like, do you, on the first cook, do you need that stuff to fully slip off when you pick it up?
1: Like you yeah, it. you definitely want to make sure that the the skins are coming off. So like the there is there are actually scientific like temperatures and sort of times that you can look at, which actually really depend on the size of the cook. Like you doing it at home is going to be very different than a two thousand foot cooking or right. two thousand pound cooking tank at a tortilleria. So there there are differences, but there is kind of like a, a sweet spot that I talk about. I think. Without going too much into kind of the technicals piece, just if the skins are sliding off and it's starting to taste like a tortilla, that's when I turn it off. Okay. And like imagine that it's gonna cook for another ten percent unless you shock it in ice, which is something that actually the cosme was started to do in the early days. I
0: mean, I used to do it when I effed up. I'm yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then I'd throw the stuff in. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah. And then how long do you let it soak? You know, um, it, tortillas will do it for like honestly four hours because that there's so much residual heat that's that's sitting in there and it, right. it kind of accelerates that process uh, i do it i leave it overnight i don't really think about it honestly yeah. I, I
0: mean it's convenient overnight's convenient yeah the yeah. science
1: just kind of happens right, to now, it now here's the
0: thing yeah Here, here's where it gets here's where it gets oh boy how much do you
1: rub and rinse because
0: to me that's the thing that's the whole thing besides from the grinding
1: yeah yeah. How much do you rub and rinse? Rub and grind. This is getting off off the rails right now, Dave. <laughs> uh, it, you know, I think like it depends. There's so much, um, because corn is not made of gluten in any way, it, you really have to make sure that you're controlling the skins that are that are kind of loosening in that process. Not kind of, they are loosening in that process. I do about a 50% wash off rate. Right. Because you want to have some of those skins. It's where the natural gums of the corn are. They're going to be what help bind all of these different kind of uh, the sort of the network structure of masa together. It's really kind of the glue of it. Um, Would so, you say
0: more people tend to over rinse or more people oh yeah, tend to people wash it
1: clean? Cause they yeah. think that like, you know, cause it's fun. You're just like, right. you, it's they, like a scab. You they know, think you they're, wanna...
0: they're going to make soup out of it or something.
1: Yeah. Scab and soup. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, really no, it, wait, okay,
0: on. So like you rinse and then the grinding. So for yeah. the average home person who, when they're just starting, they should probably don't do it in a, vit- don't do it in a Vitamix people. Yeah. Don't food processor, small batches long long time.
1: Yeah, food processor you could do it for a long long time and you you have to put a ton of water in there to actually let it spin. I mean, truly the Victoria like I'm I'm now a convert. It's like the only reason we even sell it is cuz somebody was like I did de- look at the puff I'm getting. I, did, I was I like did, I did How many times how many times did you roll that through? Once. Once, I once I through. Te- a I don't know, man. I don't believe it. Have you Okay. I have done it. All I right. see it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For like two tortillas would be great. <laughs> no, uh, no. have
0: you uh, people what about the meat grinder people?
1: You know, I people do it i haven't experienced i've I've done it out of a meat grinder and it was really not very tasty but like i think where there's a will there's a way whatever you can do to connect with this food in a more kind of deep meaningful level and like appreciate how much work goes into an actually really thoughtfully made tortilla i don't i don't care how you do it you know at the end of the day right so here's a someone did it in a bullet what and i was like a bullet like how you know that that takes even longer than a hand grinder yeah
0: yeah Uh, at that point, just, you know, get a cup and a mallet. Mm Uh, the, the one that I did that, but the problem is it's still more equipment is I did it in one of the, like the idli grinders, like the Mm. wet like, you know, the ones that they used for, for chocolate now.
1: Yeah, yeah, like a melanger.
0: Yeah, so you know, you, you blitz it in the food processor. That's the, you
1: have to pre-treat it. Yeah. Yeah, I made that mistake. Yeah. And it was just like rolling you, off. It,
0: you can't, you can't it, like, it can't go from corn to masa, but if you get it to that pre-grind, you can do it pretty stiff yeah. and then bruv, bruv, for like hours. Yeah. And you know, it mimics, you know, someone on a matate mano. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's still the thing, but don't let that stop you from getting the book, but here's the cool thing, because unlike when I was doing those experiments and you couldn't get decent corn mm-hmm. now you can get God's corn mm-hmm. you want to talk about the different flavors of the corn oh and I gotta get some questions just like what people can look for in like cause I think they're like well am I gonna go I'm not going to go like white, yellow, or blue. That's yeah. all they're thinking. Right, Can right. you talk about like just like the, the variance in the corn and what it does to the tortillas?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the first moment I realized that there was something really exceptional about corn and, you know, in the same way we think about tomatoes or wheat or whatever, it's, you know, there was a, a farmer that I worked with in Oaxaca in the very beginning and he, we were joined by an agronomist. He said to take a bite of a kernel, a raw kernel, which is like not exactly palatable at that point. I was like, I, you know, my dentist would really have a problem with this. Took a bite of it. He's like, what do you taste? And it was a yellow, really, really vibrant yellow corn. And I was like, my gosh, I don't have a sophisticated palate, just to be clear. So this is not me like waxing poetic. This is genuinely what a a really unsophisticated person tasted in that moment. It was like carrots and butternut squash. It's like, yeah, beta carotene is something that is found in both this and, you know, butternut squash and carrots. I was like, my God, you know, like it was a, it was a revelation. Like there, when you are not breeding something out of what sort of is naturally sort of imbued in this corn to begin with, for the purposes of yield or, you know, shelf stability or whatever, you have an amazing array of flavors. So that was like my entry point, but every, every variety has its own kind of distinct flavor, but also texture is really important. I think that's sort of, to me, the one that I would start with is like, you know, is it a really, is it a really, uh, light starch? Is it something that's going to create a really airy tortilla? You know, the bolita that the variety that I first tried, um, which is what our yellow Masarina is made of, um, is, uh, you know, it's incredibly dense and it actually is the only corn I've seen that can support those 14 inch tlayudas that you see in Oaxaca and specifically that Central Valley. And what's cool is you start to understand, like, that's why all of these tortillas throughout Mexico, Central America look different. They taste different because the corn is different. And so it's, you know, we could go on, There's like thousands of varieties of corn to choose from, but you know, we, we offer about 20 on our site in any given time. And if you are not wanting to go through the Colonel Tomasa process, there's no judgment. We you know, you can approach every recipe in this book with masadina as well. And honestly, to me, there it's never been a better time to kind of explore at any at any angle, at any level. Uh, you know, all that Mas has to offer. You, know, you brought out a press too, right? Yeah, you know, so we were bringing out Cosme, Actually, they would ask us to bring back. We gifted them a press from Oaxaca. Is it one? Of
0: the, it's one of the pipe style ones, right? Flat yeah. plate pipe ones. Yeah, it's
1: it's like steel, you know, and it was made probably with like lead-based paint, uh, and then and the uh, you know just. Just cause it's healthy. And, um, it, we, we kept bringing it back and they were like, we got to bring more back. And I, I just finally, at one point was like, I think i brought back like a dozen of them. They're really cumbersome to bring back. Um, I asked the, this lady at the market, uh, Dona Rosa, I was like, can we just, can we like set something up here? Like, can we buy like a thousand? She's like, she actually said no. Like she was like a hard no. Didn't want to make it. No, she was like really, really, she was hard to get. And then after like about a year of, of persistence, she was like, all right, fine. So we've had a great relationship with her for the last three, four years uh we pay her whatever she whatever she wants at, at any time and uh you know those those prices have steadily increased but to me it's like it is it is the the simplicity of that that tool it sort of belies like how huge of an impact it has on the actual finished tortilla
0: yeah cuz i have a bad one and the spacing's wrong so i have to like put like a like a spacer into it to get mm, my tortillas yeah. the right thickness yeah. And are you a Ziploc or what, what's your what's your? You know, your...
1: I like the thinnest plastic you can get. Like the lighter the weight, the better. So like a nice like little produce you know bag from the grocery store is great. Um, we're actually, I think, I think we're going to do like a recycled plastic you know bag that can kind of mimic that experience because it's just it's so hard to find. You know, you, like you don't you don't always have a plastic bag laying around the house, but yeah. Ziploc works. Parchment I find like bursts a little bit. I too
0: mean, much. like uh, you know, I've used a Saran in a pinch, but it then it sucks. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever gotten good at this?
1: No. I no. can't do it. You look great doing that, though. I mean, do we have cameras? Nah, I mean, sometimes
0: that? we do, but like mm-hmm. I've have tried it many times. I'm like, oh, it's too much skill.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't do that.
0: I need to have learned that for generations. It, that's not something you can just
1: no. There, there's there's some things that you know they're they're.
0: It's easier to do with chapatis. So if you're doing hmm. like like you know chapatis, that because the gluten holds I was it together, say, it's more forgiving. Yeah, yeah, much more forgiving and much more forgiving. I think on the puff too, but of course, no one's grinding their own flour for that either. No, not yeah. yet. No, mm, true. All right. Uh, let me get to some questions. Uh, from Cypress Hill, when is someone going to start producing a stone? Now, a lot of the people here are calling them wet grinders, mm-hmm. but they're not referring. They're referring to something that can grind masa, mm-hmm. not like wet grinder in the sense of
1: idlis. Yeah, or ready. wet grinders like Iowa, which is like a whole different yeah. ballgame. Uh, that
0: attaches to a KitchenAid stand mixer hub, specifically the flat style grinder used for larger masa machines. Mm. Uh, they're currently using the Estrella, which is the Corona mm-hmm, style mm-hmm. one, uh, attached to a meat grinder motor. That's hard dangerous. I've seen people do that. Uh, works well, but it's not elegant. It's the closest I've gotten to being seriously maimed in the kitchen. So are you ever gonna are you ever gonna make an attachment?
1: Working on it. I mean, like I've you know, if anyone at KitchenAid is listening, please give us a holler. There's a huge tribe who wants to do this, and we will we will we will develop it at no cost to KitchenAid. But no, it's a, it. What we've seen are attachments for for dry, uh, which unless you were dehydrating the nixtamol after you cooked it in, in cal and let it sit. Um, it won't it won't run through there well. We actually talked to the folks at Mock Mill. Early yeah, early into yeah, the,
0: their stones won't do it. You would have no, they to use won't. your. Yeah, sto- it gum it up. But couldn't you? So like, and the, the stones that they put on the the Mock Mill attachment for the KitchenAid has a much smaller stone than you're using. They yeah. make and Como, which is the same yeah, guy. Exactly. Exactly. They make a they make a one that's your size. They make one that's this big, but only for their freestanding, not for the attachments. I just think they're nervous that the power. they're not going to be enough power. Yeah, there's not enough
1: torque. Actually, sorry, it was Como who we talked to, not Mock Mill. Mock Back to me, right? Um, yeah, well, yeah. we're doing all right. Um, yeah. But uh, it's uh, there's so much torque. I mean, those stones weigh. I mean, I forget the actual pounds. But they're a couple pounds, and you need a lot of you need right. a lot of of power, as we talked about earlier, to make them move. And, and,
0: and, and, and you know, I think one of the problems with KitchenAid specifically, uh, you know, uh, Cypress, is that yeah. uh, no one wants to produce one. Look, I'm sure you could get it to work on the professional ones that are mm-hmm. like 800 watts or whatever, mm-hmm. like the new ones, like yeah. the big ones. But then someone's going to put it onto an older unit. You're going to get bad reviews. It's going to be bad, and no one wants to do that. So I think, like, it's the backward compatibility is going to make it difficult, right?
1: Maybe they'll do it for Hispanic Heritage Month next year. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Well, I, but the thing is, is, like, could they—like, how much of it's just the stones and how much of it's the power? The grind on the stones and how it's much is both. The power? It's
1: also—Basalt is really hard to, you know, like— we're talking about um, it's very porous. You know, it's not. You, you have to continuously like cut them to make sure that they're actually doing their job properly. I think that's another issue too. You know, right. I think granite is what might be used for the comos and the mock Uh a, They
0: use com- they use a, a, composite, a composite, synthetic, synthetic, or synthetic which
1: is like it's aluminum. Not, it's like it's like a grinder. Style. Aluminum oxide, yeah. right? Or something yeah, like yeah that, something right? like that. Like mm-hmm. it,
0: it, it's the same stuff that you have on a on a bench grinder.
1: Right. Right, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is like you know it. Uh, the problem with that with masa is that it heats up really high, and it really kind of denatures the natural oils that you find in masa. It, can, it makes sort of a more gummy.
0: Uh, right, and texture. I know with my Nixtamatic, when you mess up and you gum, it
1: like steams like a mother. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's okay. Uh,
0: Jason Lin, what's the most effective means of grinding masa without a wet grinder? Well,
1: I mean. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say spend you know forty five bucks on a on a, a Cerea or a, a Victoria. I'm sorry, David. Like you like that
0: better than the food processor, or I do. The,
1: I honestly, the food right. processor to me is like it's it's you got to do too much. It, it, you're compromising it. All right.
0: What advice do you have for tortilla cooking consistency? I find that I can get the first couple to turn out well, but then the third or fourth sticks to the pan with a vengeance. Mm. Haven't been uh, quite able to diagnose if this is heat or a moisture management if issue or both. Both.
1: both. Both. Moistures, I mean, you just start with your masa in the beginning, whether you're using masa or you've done kernel de masa and after five minutes, it's probably close to a stove, which is high temperature maybe four or five hundred degrees. It's going to dry out, you know, unless you've got a rag and even like a wet sort of like kitchen towel over it Um, and that really starts to do the smush test. The smush test is a very technical way of telling if your masa is ready to go. Roll the ball smush it in your hands and if the outer edges of it are cracking it's thirsty. Give it a little more water. Right, um, and then yeah, if you're going for a puff, I went deep into the puff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh,
0: you did. And, and by the way, you guys need to buy the book. Buy the book. I can't buy the book, but also watch your video series. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Oof. what's it called? To, it's called Corn Colonel Masala. Colonel Masala. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but the book, the book goes even deeper. Um, that yeah, was but just but, but, the but book.
0: showing like showing it like flipping it yeah. and getting the puff because uh, I forget it's. I'm it's right when we asked you, I watched them all. But do, you, do you do the spoon down if it doesn't puff? Like do Yeah, it, I'll yeah. do
1: like my fingers or, you know, like the, the, a little kitchen towel and the, compress.
0: The problem: Does anyone do open flame like they do for chapati for the puff on the second thing or
1: no? People do it. I mean, I don't. I don't love that hard char as much. Right. I like it kind of just, I like it nicely kissed on a comal. Right. You
0: know? so to me, when I first saw the, the push down trick on the puff, uh, I was shocked because I was like oh it's a contact issue I'm not getting enough heat yeah, through the thing yeah, exactly. you push it in contact and pushing it down makes it puff up it's so counterintuitive we should have written this book
1: together uh, uh, next
0: time next time so listen the other thing is uh, on, the, on the puff why don't you because some people think it's just uh, no but it tastes different because it the does. steam on the inside you want to talk about the texture of one that just puffed properly yeah I
1: mean like we talk about crumb shots all the time you know like you just like cut this cross section <laughs> of, of bread and you've got that <laughs> Man, nice like kind of like spongy interior it's the same Same sort of idea. You know, you're sort of getting this nice, like, uh, sort of souffle that's really cooking through the center and a puff, a puff is like very elusive. I think it's sort of like this magical quality, but it's actually, it's quite basic in terms of what is actually happening. You're getting moisture that's trapped in between kind of two like seared edges, basically two seared sides. And when the heat hits that moisture, it expands and it's allowing it to cook through in a really even way. Um, so, you know, a puff consists of really five, I'm not even going to do this off the top of my head, uh, puff is actually, there are five things that are going to be at work there. Compression, which we just talked about, so you can kind of, like, coax it if you're not. You can't do, like, a un, un, really unformed tortilla puck. It's not right. going to really happen. Right. Well, you're trying, to get, you're trying to get the bottom surface to get the heat transfer. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So compression, moisture, um, elasticity, so, like, those skins are actually going to really help. Like, bubble gum. you know, like, kind of give it some, uh, some nice skin to, to expand. Um, what else? Grind. You know, you really need a fine grind to get yeah. that done. Hard to yeah. do with, like... Yeah. It's,
0: this know. is why I think it's not a bad idea to practice puff with, with uh, Masa
1: Harina. Yeah. Yeah. Practice I, puff with it so 100%. you know about the puff. And temperature. You know, like yeah. I, I used uh, in our office for that kitchenette, like Colonel Lamasa series, like a 400 degree, you know, hot plate basically. And it's like not quite as hot. I did. I actually took, uh, this is like the nerdiest thing I ever did. I took a, a, razor, a laser thermometer to Oaxaca and Mexico City yeah. and, and like just tested everybody. And it was like average was like 666 Fahrenheit. Did you, did you get a lot of side eye? No, people were like, how hot is it? And I was like, it's real hot. It's uh, 666 degrees. Hot as hell. Uh,
0: Also, uh, I can't stress this enough. Uh, if you're just having it around for recipes, whatever, buy the supermarket garbage, but it it is universally rancid and stale by the time that you get it. Yeah. Uh, so you should really buy the, the Maserina from Macienda and Mm -hmm. not the one, uh, look, the supermarket one is cheap. It's available. I'm not trying to like yuck anyone's yum, but I'm saying it's not not the same product.
1: No, I literally talked to somebody who remains anonymous, uh, who used to work for a really large, uh, uh, He's executive leadership at one of these types of companies. And he's like, you know, actually, everything that's good goes to food service. The heads and the tails of these runs go into retail. It's like the worst of what is being produced. Uh, so, you know, but it, it, got me, it got me where I am sitting with you today. Yeah, so right. I'm grateful so, for that.
0: So uh, Jameson, uh, Jameson writes in, I regularly do 100 grams of white macienda chef grade, hand mix, knead, saran wrap, the whole ball when I finish cooking. While, while I finish cooking, I then divide uh, into four. So that's a, that's a pretty big tortilla, right? 25 of masa, of of harina? The grams,
1: the grams are a struggle for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would then divide into four and cook on cast iron, two at a time uh, to serve immediately. I get two noticeable textures. One is smoothish, leathery, the other granular. It seems almost random out of the same batch. Any thoughts on why I'm seeing this and which version you think I should be chasing? Also, can you speak uh, to uh, which of your products you'll be using at the Cosme dinner? (laughs) And loves your tortilla press and your masa harina. Thank you
1: so much. So kind. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, um, cause we probably don't have enough time. Email us at info at com and you will be shocked at how deep we go into the answer. But, um, if I'm understanding correctly, man, there's a lot going on there. Uh, I think it, honestly, it usually ends up boiling down to, to moisture, which we talked about a little bit already. So do that smush test. Also the temperature of the comal, surprisingly, like depending on what kind of, you said cast iron, um, those are really tricky. You know, they like retain so much heat. We got two more minutes. You can go. This is just a, let me know that I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Oh, yeah, right. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, yeah, but uh, we, we can dive a little bit deeper together, but that's probably those are kind of the two most common areas that affect uh, and impact texture. And then, Cosme, I mean, Cosme doing a beautiful tasting, and it's also not just the uh, the, like the food itself, which is phenomenal. I was there on Sunday. Um, the cocktails, like you know, the amount of, of just like. Uh, the, the catalog of cocktails that can come out of masa or nixtamal in particular is unbelievable. That we know, you know, like fermented, it's it's delicious. Yana did an amazing job.
0: Yeah, you know what I've never done. They're not Nixtamal. I've never done a lot with uh, chicha. Mm. You mm. ever do any stuff with that, or you're uh,
1: nixtamal only kind of kid? Not just you know. I gotta. am loyal, but not not. It's just time. You know, yeah, I've man. got a kid.
0: That's the thing. That's it. All right, uh, Craig. Uh, just, just a masa question. Uh, Craig Ware wrote in a million years ago. You had a blog post about nixtamalizing rye grains. That experiment yielded any significant results? I think you mentioned using lye as well, but warned of the risk associated. Do you have any ratios to share? I think I gave the ratio on the blog, and Quinn made the blog accessible again. Mm. Uh, it's delicious. Rye is a pain in the butt because uh, the, the thing about corn masa is that there's no texture like it mm-hmm. it's awesome it's like dry, it's wet and dry it doesn't stick to you and mm-hmm. l- uh, rye is very sticky yeah. because of the pentasans in it so it's it's kind of a pain but it's delicious yeah. but you know it's not easy I wouldn't say everyone should go do it Right. but it, it is cool so listen uh, Jorge thanks for uh, coming on go buy Masa from uh, Kitchen Arts and Letters I think we have a, uh, a Patreon discount so if you're a Patreon member you're going to get a discount on the book at uh, Kitchen Arts and Letters who knows maybe we can work out something with Macienda for our Patreon on people I'd
1: love that hey you know if you need that blog post to live anywhere on the internet we, we could use the SEO it'd be great alright really?
0: yeah yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work something out thanks for coming do you have anything else uh, coming up that people should go to
1: I mean we're popping up in cities all around the country but uh, yeah stay tuned a lot of fun content coming out we did a series called Masiana Presents which if you've not seen just some of the greatest minds in massa around the country just doing amazing stuff um, but yeah it's a movement I don't know it's, and on the way out g- give me give me three corn varieties that are going to sh- blow people's minds that they should buy from you oh man Bolita Amarillo. Yellow Bolita, Blue Koniko, and uh, Shoko Yule.
0: All right. All right. Thanks so much for coming on. Cooking Issues.
1: Thanks so much, Dave.